This is the International Soccer Preview and we are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 16. We're looking at the groups of the 2023 Gold Cup. This is Group A. USA, Jamaica, Nicaragua, scratch that, Trinidad and Tobago, and the team to be decided. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, and this is the, the first of Series 16. We're going to include the uh, shorts as part of Series 16 too. I'm Kevin. I'm Connor, and today we're looking at Group A for Gold Cup 2023. Um, we know some of the teams in this group. We have the United States. We have Jamaica. We had Nicaragua um, until they were booted out and replaced by Trinidad and Tobago. Forcing then, us to re-record. That's right, yeah. Um, and we still actually don't know all the teams because there is one uh, playoff winner which is yet to be decided. So that's one of four candidates. Uh, we'll touch on that later, but um, USA, yeah. Jamaica, and Trinidad and Tobago are the three known teams in this group. That's right, and uh, usually at this point we get some information about the media cast, uh, but we've decided to post a separate media cast for outlining our past, present, and uh, future series so as not to delay things here. Uh, suffice to say for now that the uh, African Cup 2023 qualifying series and the Euro Cup 2024 qualifying series are still relevant as they are ongoing. Uh, and that's all we'll say about that. Let's move on with this one. Yeah, so this series features a deep dive into the history of the regional tournament for each of these teams, um, and we'll cover our usual information. Uh, yes, and that usual information is divided into three sections that we'll cover. So part one, we're going to introduce the teams in the group. And part two, we will do a, a fairly quick overview of each team's history in the World Cup and in the Regional Cup. Yeah, and as mentioned, this uh, series features a deep dive into each team's history in the Regional Cup. Yes, it does. And uh, part three will be a comparison of the teams in uh, their rankings, their head-to-head -head records, uh, their odds, and then we'll end with a discussion of our thoughts about the prospects for each team and our predictions. Right. So this is as, uh, as good a time as any to say that we are doing the media cast before the final playoffs, which is why that fourth team has not yet been decided. Yeah, so, uh, yes, and we have to do that, firstly, because uh, uh, there's just four days between uh, the, the, the teams uh, in the playoffs, the teams that we know will be in the Cup, and the start of the tournament. And the other reason is you're going on the road, Connor. I am indeed. All right. Well, now that we've decided... Uh, so, uh, sorry... What we've decided is to give a short overview of the four candidates. Uh, who are those, Connor? Yeah, the candidates there are Curaçao, St. Kitts and Nevis, French Guiana, and St. Martin. Right, and uh, in place of the, uh, of the fourth team here, uh, we're going to give a quick overview of those four candidates and maybe make a prediction about who we think is going to go through. All right, well, let's uh, jump into it. Okay, then, with uh, part one, we will introduce the team. So we begin with the USA. Yeah, the USA, nicknamed the Stars and Stripes. Uh, they're the largest country in North America with 340 million people. 
Um, and if you didn't already know, it's a large country it's between Canada and Mexico. <laughs> okay, kind of hard to miss. Uh, team number two is Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica, they're known as the Reggae Boys. Uh, Jamaica has a population of 3 million people, uh, and it's an island country uh, in the Western Caribbean, uh, south of Cuba and just west of Haiti. Okay, and um, third team uh, is not Nicaragua, but is uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, did we say why Nicaragua was, uh, uh, was disqualified from the cup? No, do you want to get into that or do you want me to mention it? uh go ahead if if you're uh if you know yeah um i believe it was for fielding an ineligible player uh in one of their games which is why they've uh they've been booed and then trinidad and tobago um i think were either in their group or one of the best performing um yeah no they finished uh second behind nicaragua in the group okay yeah so that's why uh trinidad who were going to be in the in the playoffs um, kind of got promoted to automatically being in the tournament. Right. And then it was the uh, best third team that was promoted into Trinidad and Tobago's playoff spot. That's right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, actually, they uh, CONCACAF didn't say, for, for some reason, didn't say who the ineligible player was, but the media figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, okay, where were we? Uh, did you finish Trinidad and Tobago? No, I guess that was a bit of a uh, digression, but we'll uh, we'll go here. So Trinidad uh, in the tournament, they're known as a soccer or soccer warriors. Uh, Trinidad has a population of 1.4 million, and uh, Trinidad and Tobago are a set of two islands just off the coast of Venezuela, making them among the most southerly of countries in North America. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. And, of course, we don't know who the uh, fourth team is, but we will take a bit of a look later. So let's just uh, do a quick comparison uh, of those four teams. I'm guessing USA might be the biggest there. Yeah, only uh, 100 times larger than Jamaica. Uh, 340 million people in the United States. Of course, the Giants uh, among a couple minnows in this group. Uh, Jamaica have 3 million people. Um, pretty small, even by North American standards. Um, but it's still uh, double that of uh, Trinidad and Tobago, who have just 1.4 million people. All right. Um, okay, super. And uh, uh, did you get how big Nicaragua was? Yeah, Nicaragua has 7 million people, so it would have been the second largest in this group. Right. Um, but uh, alas, they are no longer here. Yes, once again, uh, no longer here. Okay, well, we move on to the... Um, uh, sorry, we'll move on to the history section. So we start the history section with the uh, USA. Their first international game was in 1885. And we will take a look at their uh, participation and achievements here. So uh, USA has a much longer uh, soccer tradition than most would guess. Few people realize that they not only entered the first World Cup in 1930, but took third place there. The only cup they failed to participate in was in 1938 when they withdrew. Ironically, their participation in the regional cup is not as good. They didn't enter four of the first five editions, but they did participate consistently from 1973. They did not have a smaller regional cup like the Caribbean and Central American teams in the region did, and uh, through which they qualified for the Gold Cup and its predecessor, the USA was generally given an automatic spot 
uh, in the Gold Cup. But since 2019, the CONCACAF Nations League has replaced those local tournaments and the USA must earn qualification into the Gold Cup now. Uh, their best achievement in World Cup play is a semi-final finish in 1930, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, more recently, it's reaching the quarter-final stage in the 2002 World Cup. They never won the regional title before 1990, but won their first World Cup in 1991 and have taken the title in half of the editions since. All right, that's a bit of an overview and a bit of a closer view uh, of the World Cup. Um, Despite that impressive continuity in World Cup play, at least, their history is best described as two separate periods of attendance, uh, ascendancy. Uh, the first was the early years where they participated in the first World Cups and sometimes surprised. In addition to third place in 1930, they pulled a shock win over England in the 1950 Cup, beating the 250 to 1 odds. From 1954 to 1994, however, they failed to qualify for the World Cup, even when Mexico left the door open. Uh, their second period of ascendancy started from 1994 and was motivated by their hosting of the World Cup that year. From that time, they have been almost on par with Mexico, and the two dominate the region. Uh, the USA qualified for every World Cup from 1994 to 2014, although that is partly the strength uh, of their region, which makes it easy for them to get one of the three and a half spots available. In the cup, they have passed the group stage five out of seven times between 1994 and 2022, but only in 2002 did they get beyond the round of 16. There they beat local rivals Mexico in the round of 16, but fell to eventual, eventual finalist Germany uh, in the quarterfinals. Right, and uh, for some reason we forgot to mention that they failed to uh, reach the Cup in 2018. That was a bit of a shocker, eh? Yeah, it was. All right, uh, that's the World Cup. Let's uh, overview the Regional Cup uh, before we get into the deep dive. So the same pattern reflects in Regional Soccer too, although it began slightly earlier. Shockingly, they either didn't enter or didn't qualify for the Regional Final from 1963 to 1981 and were knocked out in the group stage in their first successful qualification in 1985. However, from 1989, they dominated along with Mexico. They finished second in uh, 1989, and they won the first Gold Cup in 1991. Since then, they have rarely failed to finish in the top two, their worst performance in 2000 when they only reached the quarterfinals. It helps that the tournament is either totally or mostly held in the USA. Yeah, uh, after a good period winning three out of four times from 2002 to 2007, uh, they fell off, uh, losing to Mexico 5-0 in 2009 and 4-2 in 2011. Um, and then it turned into their, uh, their worst recent performance in 2015 with a fourth place finish. This was punctuated with a title win over Panama in 2013, though, um, or sorry, and though it was in a tournament where few teams sent their A-teams, um, and teams not sending their best players to the tournament is a current problem, uh, but ha perhaps because the tournament is held uh, every two years in the summer. It's quite demanding. Mm -hmm. uh, things have gone uh, back since then to a fine balance with Mexico, um, USA winning in 2017, Mexico in 2019, and then USA with the B team in 2021. All right, well, let's dig a little deeper uh, into the uh, Regional Cup because that is the deep dive of this uh, series. And uh, 
So the regional cup uh, called the Gold Cup from 1991 onward was called the CONCACAF Championship from its start in 1963. It took place every two years from 1963 to 73 and then every four years from 1973 to 89. The USA did not enter the first three editions and only participated in 1969 uh, because the cup also acted as a qualifier for the World Cup but the USA did not qualify for the 16 tournament. They also did not enter in 1971 as it did not act as a World Cup qualifier, but from 1973, the tournament was played every four years, always acting as the qualifier for the World Cup. Yeah, so qualification for the CONCACAF championship was a group stage among USA, Mexico and Canada for the 1973, 77, and 81 versions, and USA failed to reach the cup every time in that group. Uh, they finally reached the cup in 1985, but were knocked out at the three-team group stage by Costa Rica. In 1989, they also reached the tournament, which was a six-team round-robin tournament, uh, with the winner taking the title. They finished tied on points with Costa Rica, but a point behind on goal difference to take second place there. In 1991, the Gold Cup was established, and for the most part, uh, its connection with the with World Cup qualifi qualification was cut. The tournament was always played in the USA, uh, with Mexico sometimes sharing hosting duties, giving USA a big advantage and making them a powerful team in the region uh, from that time onwards. In fact, they won the first edition in 1991, winning all group stage games, uh, beating Mexico in the semi-final round, and then Honduras uh, on penalties in the final. 1993 uh, sorry, uh, saw them reach the final again. That final took place in Mexico, and they lost 4 nothing to establish um, a pattern of those two sharing most of the titles. Yeah, and 1996 saw them lose to Brazil's under-23 team, which was invited, uh, and in the semi-final, uh, sorry, that was in the semi-final, and they had to settle for third place there, uh, beating Guatemala in that match. And then in 1996, uh, oh, sorry, 1998, it was USA and Mexico in the final again, but they lost despite the game being played in the USA this time. Uh, 2000 saw some South American teams involved again, and USA beat Peru in the group stage. And this year saw the Cup expand to 12 teams and was the first to feature a quarterfinal round. Uh, but that's where they fell to Colombia on penalties. 2000 was the only year that someone other than USA or Mexico won the title, which is a tradition that continues to the present. Do you remember who that was? I do believe it. Might, well, I think it's right here, written uh, Canada. Right on the shirt, Canada. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Canada won that year, uh, Mexico having won the previous three editions. Uh, but in 2002, USA began to assert themselves, winning three of the next four titles uh, to 2007. Uh, with Mexico knocked out in the quarterfinals by South Korea, USA's path to the 2002 title is clear. Uh, the next tournament was in 2003, and then every two years thereafter. But in two, 2003, USA lost to Brazil in the semifinal and had to settle for third place. As mentioned, they won the next two, uh, beating um, an unlikely Panama in 2005, um, and then Mexico in the 2007 final. 2005 also featured the only time to that point that they lost a group stage game, uh, suffering um, a draw with Costa Rica there.
Yeah, I suppose that means they're lost points in a group stage game, eh? That's right, yeah. Yeah, 2009 also told them, uh, saw them tying a group stage game with Haiti, uh, but they did reach the final. And though the game took place in New Jersey, USA, and went scoreless until 56 minutes, uh, they collapsed after that and lost 5 nothing to Mexico. Uh, they lost at home to Mexico again in 2011. Uh, but in 2013, they won their fifth title, beating Panama, who had knocked out Mexico uh, uh, in the semifinal round. 2015 uh, saw them losing to Jamaica themselves in the semifinal round, and a further loss to Panama on penalties um, meant a humiliating fourth place finish in 2015. 2017 earned them their sixth title with the win in a final over Jamaica. And in 29, it was a USA-Mexico final, which they lost. Having received an automatic spot by dint of reaching the final round of 2018 World Cup qualifying, 2021 became the first Gold Cup for which they had to earn qualification. Right, and since that was the most recent tournament, we now uh, turn our attention to recent tournaments. And uh, we'll go through that one in a little more detail, beginning with qualifying. Take us through it, Connor. Yeah, so qualifying was through the Nations League. Um, the USA lost to Canada uh, in one of their matches, but otherwise won all their games, Cuba being the other team. Um, so they finished top of their League A uh, Nations League group and qualified for the Cup. Uh, they brought a B team to the 2021 Gold Cup, um, and they won all games by a score of 1-0, to nil, um, except for convincingly a 6-1 win over Martinique. The tournament began with a tight game over Haiti, and an early goal against the dominant Canada saw them win all games to finish first in the group stage. A late goal against or late goal against Qatar and Jamaica saw them through to the final, um, where it was another late goal. This one in extra time at 117 minutes saw them win over Mexico for their seventh Gold Cup title. Yeah, do you remember the tournament, Connor? Yeah, I remember it well. I remember the Canada USA game, and and I do remember the uh, the late goals they scored. Um, you know, they weren't dominant by any stretch, but they were tough to score against and kind of got the goals that they needed. Yeah, yeah, uh, a bit less convincing than probably they would have liked, but uh, got the job done, as you say. Uh, let's move on now to their uh, World Cup 2022 campaign, and uh, we'll also take a look at qualifying uh, in that one. So the USA was one of five teams to questionably receive a bye to the final round of qualification. Uh, in, or sorry, in a qualification system that was kind of blatantly unfair before COVID caused some changes to uh, improve it somewhat. Uh, they were strong at home. Um, this was in the, I guess, the octagon, so they played 14 matches. Um, they were strong at home, only suffering a draw with group winners Canada, uh, who had not been among the, the anointed five. Um, they bested Mexico with their weak, uh, sorry, they bested Mexico, but their weak road record and uh, specifically a loss in their final game in Costa Rica, saw them finish behind Mexico uh, and third of eight uh, in the final group stage. Um, the poor road record includes ties in El Salvador and Jamaica and a loss in Panama. Wow. Yeah, they finished tied with Costa Rica and had the tie-breaking criterion been head-to-head games, they actually would have been finished fourth and forced uh, into an intercontinental playoff. Interesting. Um, so kind of great din. 
Yeah, yeah, not uh, not a lot better than the failed 2018 campaign, really. No, and, and big improvements were called for after that one, and, and really we didn't see it in qualification. Yeah. Um, at the World Cup finals, the USA tied Wales um, and then England, and then a 1-0 win over Iran in their third game. Uh, saw them finish second in the group stage. Uh, they met Netherlands in the round of 16, and they lost that game 3-1. I nominate USA versus England as the worst game of the World Cup. Yeah, that was a, a nil-nil game and 90 minutes will never get back. <laughs> All right, well, uh, quarterfinals, not a bad finish in the end. And then we turn our attention now to the most recent uh, um, uh, campaign they've taken part in. That's the 2022-23 Nations League campaign where they were in Group uh, or League A. Yeah, it also served as qualifying with the top two of three teams qualifying automatically for the Gold Cup. Right. Um, so in that group, they were grouped with El Salvador and Granada. Um, they did drop points, actually. That was their away game in El Salvador. A very rough game where they equalized <laughs> on the last-minute header. Um, they narrowly beat uh, El Salvador at home, but they had no trouble with Granada to win the group and qualify automatically. Yeah, I think we were looking at highlights there not long ago where a USA player just hauled an El Salvadorian to the ground. We couldn't believe he only got a yellow card for yeah, it. Yeah, a few rough tackles. Yeah. Okay, well, that is uh, USA, and uh, we're going to finish um, the USA history section with a note on their players. And uh, I'll take a moment here to mention that we have done uh actually two for usa uh podcasts on their players alone so that was uh in the final round of qualification we took a close look at their players in a separate podcast and also for the world cup so uh lots of details there and you can uh find them um on youtube or uh through our podcast uh website um and let's go uh to talk about usa's players so recently they've changed managers well not really changed it was greg berhalter so he's now gone and it's actually uh his assistant managers who are being uh used as interim managers and uh, i'll say managers in the plural because uh, the first guy lasted a couple of months and then the second one uh, has just come in i believe it was um in may uh, and the problem with USA has been um, uh, basically settling on on their starting group of players. So they have a tremendous pool of players. Uh, many of their biggest names are still 25 years old or younger and, and playing for big clubs. So to name all of them would make a long list. Uh, and that's basically what the problem is for the USA, is honing such a large uh, pool of players into a workable unit. So Greg Berhalter's, uh, really, his management period is defined by, I would say, failing to do this. And uh, he was mixing and matching to the point that the USA really lacked a clear identity. Uh, and the interim managers have really kind of continued with that, uh, even bringing in more new players. And um, again, very hard to kind of pin down uh, which player is really attached to, or, or, you know, which two or three players are really attached to which position. 
Uh, some of the World Cup 2022 players, uh, World Cup players, uh, most notably Captain Tyler Adams, were not called up for the March games. And many others that were called up for the March games or for the April friendly with uh, Mexico um, were not called up, uh, you, you know, have kind of been used sparingly. So it's very difficult to tell. Uh, the other thing is we don't know if USA is going to bring an A team or a B team to the Cup. Uh they brought a Brie team to the 2021 Gold Cup and um, the A team has just played in the 2022 World Cup this season. So I kind of suspect uh, they will bring a B team like they did in 2021. So uh, very difficult to kind of pin down uh, who the players are going to be. So I think we can really expect a, a lot more mixing and matching until the new manager is decided upon and that's expected to be in September. All right. Well, our second team uh, that we're going to look at is Jamaica, and uh, their first international was in 1925. And we'll begin with an overview of their participation and achievements. So uh, Jamaica's first international game, as mentioned, in 1925, uh, they first entered World Cup qualification in 1966, but their participation was patchy until 1990, uh, from which point they've entered every time. They first entered the uh, regional cup, the larger regional cup, which is now the gold cup, uh, slightly earlier in 1963. And as with the goal, uh, as with the World Cup, they were inconsistent in participation until 1989, from which time they entered consistently. So uh, they're one of the top teams from the Caribbean zone, and uh, the Caribbean Cup was a qualifier uh, for the Gold Cup until 2017, and they were very consistent in their participation there. Uh, their best achievement was reaching the World Cup in 1998. They have never won the regional title, but came second uh, in two editions in a row, actually, 2015 and 2017. And then they won the title in five of the 19 editions of the Caribbean Cup. All right. Well, we're not going to concern ourselves too much with the Caribbean Cup, except in its role as a qualifier for the Gold Cup. Uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But for now, we're going to take a look at the World Cup uh, in overview. So uh, their patchy involvement in World Cup play includes two withdrawals in 1974 and 1986. And these are actually withdrawals from the CONCACAF Championship tournaments, which acted as the qualifier for the World Cup. Uh, during that period. Uh, as Connor mentioned, they reached the Cup only once in 1998, where they lost to Croatia and Argentina, but they did beat Japan to finish third in the group stage. Uh, they, reached, uh, they reached the final round of qualifying about half of the time. However, apart from 1998, where a third place finish uh, qualified them for the World Cup, they have never otherwise finished in the top half of the table. Okay, let's uh, move on to an overview of the Regional Cup, and maybe you can start us off there, Connor. Sure. So qualification for the CONCACAF Championship was region-wide from 1963 to 1989. After that, qualification for the Gold Cup depended on their performance in the Caribbean Cup, which, as you said, ran from 1989 to 2017. Um, so they reached only two of the ten CONCACAF Championships from 1963 to 1989. Uh, they were there for the first one where they qualified automatically with only 10 teams participating. Uh, they were knocked out in the group stage there and otherwise only qualified in 1969. The tournament was a round-robin format by this time, and there they finished sixth of six. 
Yeah, and with the start of the Gold Cup in 1991, uh, they usually qualified as one of the strongest teams in the Caribbean, uh, we'll call it the Caribbean local. Uh, generally, the top three or four Caribbean teams advanced, and their main rivals in the Caribbean were Haiti, Cuba, and Trinidad and Tobago, along with their protectorate teams like Martinique, Guadeloupe, and French Guiana, which are actually not part of FIFA. In four of the 13 tournaments uh, where qualification was earned through the Caribbean Cup, they failed to qualify. In three, they were knocked out at the group stage, but their average finish was the quarterfinals. Uh, in 1993, that was the second Gold Cup, uh, they had a good year where they tied uh, Costa Rica for a third-place finish, and then a good period from 2015 to 2019 saw them finish second twice in a row, uh, as well as reaching the semi-final. Yeah, really strong period. Mm -hmm. um, qualification now takes place through the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, though placed in League B through the initial placement tournament, they uh, they both reached the um, 2021 Gold Cup and earned promotion to League A, where they've maintained their position. All right, well, we are doing our deep dive here, so we take a, a close look at the... Um, Regional Cup, which uh, began as the CONCACAF Championship. So they were one of the early participants in the CONCACAF Championship, and no qualification was necessary for its first edition in 1963. I'll put an asterisk beside that when we get to Haiti, but we'll go with that for now. Uh, however, they proved a weak team there, losing 6 nothing to Costa Rica and 8 nothing to Mexico. They were only competitive with Netherlands Antilles, which is now called Curacao, uh, but they nevertheless lost 2-1 to them and finished bottom of the group. So perhaps uh, this poor showing is the reason they didn't even enter the competition in 1965. Yeah, Jamaica returned in 1967 more competitive among teams closer to their level, but they did fall short of qualifying. They reached their first tournament in 1969. I guess that would be their second tournament, hey? Yeah, and I guess first through qualifying. Yeah, uh, but they finished last of six in the round robin tournament, earning only a draw against Guatemala. That would be the only appearance at the tournament as they withdrew in 1973 and 1985 and didn't enter in 1981 and otherwise failed to qualify. Right. Okay. Well, um, that brings us to the uh, 1989 Caribbean Cup, which saw them qualify uh, for the newly established Gold Cup. Uh, sorry, um, winning the 1989 Caribbean Cup uh, saw them qualify for the newly established Gold Cup in 1991, and they would go on to qualify about two-thirds of the time. Uh, they did poorly that year in 1991, uh, losing all games to Honduras, Mexico, and Canada, and finishing last in the group stage. But in 1993, they passed the group stage and ended up finishing third uh, in a kind of a one-off uh, good performance there. Uh, oddly, there was uh, a third-place match uh, where they scored at 89 to tie Costa Rica. And uh, uh, after the matter was not resolved in extra time, they just decided to declare it a tie, and both teams finished third. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamaica didn't uh, finish high enough in the 1995 Caribbean Cup to qualify in 1996. And actually, the same was true in the 1998 Gold Cup. However, they were invited when Canada pulled out. They went undefeated in the group stage, but lost to Mexico and Brazil uh, in the final games uh, to finish fourth, 
uh, the same year they reached the World Cup. Right. Well, in 2000, they qualified, but they lost both games in the group stage. And then in 2002, failed to qualify. 2003 was an odd year. Uh, as qualification was not earned through their local tournament, but through a direct qualifying uh, uh, system. They're the only year that happened, actually. And they reached the cup through that system, uh, passed the group stage, and then fell to Mexico in the quarterfinal. And as we mentioned before, that would become kind of their average finish. Uh, they earned a quarterfinal finish also in 2005 and 2011. In 2007 and 2013, they failed to qualify, and in 2009, they were knocked out at the group stage. But 2015 started the peak in their Gold Cup performances. They beat the USA in the semifinal to reach the final uh, in 2015, where they lost to Mexico. Um, and in 2017, they beat Mexico to reach another final, where they lost to the USA. Their good form continued into 2019, where qualification through the CONCACAF Nations League began, the Caribbean Cup passing into history. Uh, they reached the semi-final of this tournament where they lost to USA, but there was no uh, third-place match played. All right. All right. And then the most recent Gold Cup in uh, 2021, we'll take a closer look at. And uh, uh, we'll start with qualifying through Nations League B. Yeah, so Jamaica tied Guyana at home in the last game of their Nations League group, League B group. But they otherwise won all their games, uh, the other teams being Antigua and Barbuda, as well as Aruba. And they finished top of the group and qualified directly for the cup. There they beat Suriname convincingly, and then Guadalupe Lesso, uh, requiring a late winner there. But they lost to Costa Rica to finish second in the group stage. That paired them with eventual winners, the USA, uh, in the quarterfinal. USA scoring the only goal of the game at 83 minutes. Had Jamaica kind of lacking the urgency in trying to uh, to get an equalizer. Yeah, I do remember that. I was a bit uh, I was a bit mystified by that. So a uh, quarterfinal finish there, kind of falling back to their uh, regular uh, kind of their regular or their average finish. Let's see uh, if they did any better in the World Cup twenty twenty two qualification. Yeah, so Jamaica was one of five teams to questionably receive a bye to the final round of qualification. Um, which we talked about with the USA. Mm -hmm. uh, their only wins, though, uh, out of 14 games were home and away to Honduras. Um, ironically, one of the other five anointed teams. Um, and they twice tied El Salvador, finishing ahead of them on the strength of home ties with Canada and the USA. So that all meant they finished sixth of eight in the final group. Have the campaign a demonstration of why their buy into the, into the, uh, the octagon based on FIFA rankings, is no substitute for actual qualification games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they finished 10 points behind uh, Panama there, and uh, Canada was one of the teams that, that had to earn qualification. Okay. Otherwise, uh, in the initial format, Canada was just uh, not going to be part of the final group. So uh, I hope they learned their lesson, really. And Panama was one of the other teams who, as you said, were 10 points better off than Jamaica. Almost double their points, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe, actually, FIFA didn't step in and say, no, no, you need to have a, a qualification tournament involving every team in the, in the region. Perhaps they did, because that's what eventually happened. Anyway, uh, getting a bit uh, preachy there, and we'd better move on to the most recent tournament, the 2023 uh, CONCACAF Nations League. We saw that they were in uh, uh, League A this time, 
and uh, it's the qualifier for this Gold Cup. Yeah, um, so they were grouped with Suriname and Mexico. Uh, they started poorly tying Suriname away, um, though they then beat them in their next game. Uh, they did well tying Mexico um, home and away, though. Uh, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, but they finished in second behind them, partly because of that draw with Suriname. Um, but nevertheless, um, pretty good campaign, and it earned them automatic qualifying for this tournament. Yeah, well, we'll talk at the end uh, whether we think they're on an upswing or a downswing. Uh, but we'll finish this section with the talk about their players, and uh, we'll save that discussion for later in the podcast. Anyway, veteran goalkeeper Andre Blake has not appeared for the team since June 2022, uh, leaving them a bit inexperienced in that position. Uh, the midfield also seems a bit thin, uh, with no player of more than 20 caps called in for their March game, uh, the CONCACAF Nations League game against Mexico. Uh, the two most experienced players, Devin Williams and Junior Flemings, uh, not called up since last June or November, respectively. So they have called up a legion of players over the past year, um, some with impressive affiliations. So they seem to kind of go searching for players with a connection to um, Jamaica. And probably the best one that turned up was Mikel Antonio of West Ham. Uh, but he hasn't played for Jamaica since last September. Uh, they also have a couple of teenage players with Tottenham, Chelsea and Fulham um, uh, who offer hope uh, for the future. But for the present, uh, they have a respectively good squad with uh, Bobby Cordova-Reed of Fulham and Leon Bailey of Aston Villa, the bigger names among them. And the defence looks strong with veterans Kimar Lawrence and Adrian Mariapa, supported by Ethan Pinnock and Amari Bell. Uh, although the youngest of those is 29 years old. Uh, 23-year-old midfielder Kahim Paris of uh, Dinamo Kiev is fairly new to the squad, and uh, 26-year-old Shimar Nicholson um, has recently moved to Spartak Moscow. So uh, a, a good, um, a good uh, pool of players to choose from. A little bit of the same problem as USA, though perhaps for di uh, different reasons. Um, the problem being that uh, kind of mixing and matching and and uh, not often uh, the, the kind of same group of players on the team. Uh, if you think of Canada, that's really served them well to, to kind of have the same players uh, for every game. But uh, that really hasn't been the case with Jamaica. Um, anyway, we'll see how that goes in the uh, Gold Cup this time. So uh, let's move on to our uh, next team. And that was supposed to be Nicaragua, uh, but in mid-June they uh, they were disqualified for uh, fielding an illegal player in the CONCACAF Nations League games. Interestingly, CONCACAF uh, refused to say who that player was uh, when they reported it, but uh, reporters figured out pretty quickly who it was. But we won't go into that much detail. Um, instead, we, uh, we will look at the team that replaced them which is uh, Trinidad and Tobago. And uh, their first international game so uh, was in 1934. And uh, we'll cover their participation and achievements first. So um, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, despite uh, the 1934 first international game, first entered the World Cup uh, qualification in 1966. 
and then the regional cup in 1967 and they participated without fail in those tournaments so their greatest achievement was reaching the 2006 world cup where they uh, tied their opening game there actually against sweden but lost the two following matches and finished last in the group uh, additionally, they came close to qualifying in both 1974 and in 1990. Uh, since the CONCACAF Championship was the qualifier for the World Cup those years, or actually technically the previous uh, year to the World Cup, uh, that also represents their best showings in the Regional Cup. Uh, but besides their second place finish in 1973 and their third place finish in 1989, they finished in the top four in 1967 and in 2000, uh, the latter being their best finish in the Gold Cup. They also are one of the main forces in the Caribbean zone, having won the now defunct Cup, which had served as a qualifier for the Gold Cup, uh, won eight of its 19 editions there. Okay, so we'll move on to a bit of a closer look at the uh, World Cup overview. And uh, their qualification for that 2006 World Cup was a surprise, but not a shock. Uh, they had fallen one place short twice before. In 1973, they finished second in the final group, ahead of Mexico, but behind Haiti, the only team from the region to reach the Cup uh, that year. Uh, two spots were available, though, in 1990, but they finished third. Uh, third in the group behind winners Costa Rica and USA, uh, Mexico having been disqualified that year. But really those were one-off performances and they otherwise fell far short, even when they did reach the final round of qualifying. By that measure, the period surrounding 2006 was their strongest overall period. Uh, they reached the final round of qualifying four out of six times between 2002 and 2018. However, apart from 2006, where they reached the Cup, they always finished last in the hex, as the final round was known. Uh, while the 2018 campaign came with the glory of preventing USA from reaching the World Cup, 2014 and 2022 saw them prevented uh, from reaching the final rounds at the hands of much weaker teams in Guyana and in uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. We'll take a closer look at that most recent tournament. Okay, let's move on to a regional cup overview. And uh, at the regional level, their success has been mixed and sometimes with shameful lapses. Uh, their second place finish in 1973 was followed by their only two failures to reach the final round. And then their third place finish in 1989 was followed by a group stage exit in the first gold cup and then a failure to qualify and that same pattern occurred after their best finish in the Gold Cup. That was a semi-final finish in 2000. Uh, surrounding their next best result, two quarter-final finishes in 2013 and 2015. Uh, surrounding those were three non-qualifications due to poor results in the Caribbean Cup, a competition which they other otherwise ruled alongside Jamaica. But with the demise of the Caribbean Cup and uh, qualification now earned through the CONCACAF Nations League, they have earned what can be seen as their average result, uh, qualification for the Gold Cup, but a group stage exit. All right, now we enter our deep dive into that regional competition. 
So despite playing their first international game in 1934, Trinidad and Tobago did not enter the first two regional cups, which were in 1963 and 1965. Uh, in their first entry in 1967, they qualified over um, local rivals Jamaica and finished fourth in the round robin tournament. And then they finished fifth in the following two editions, um, a disappointment actually in 1971 because they were the hosts of the tournament uh, that year. Uh, by 1973, the tournament was now doubling as World Cup qualification and as mentioned above, they finished second that year. Uh, however, that would be followed by their worst CONCACAF championship result, uh, failing to qualify uh, over the following two editions. Uh, but they returned in 1985, and that was uh, due only to an automatic qualification. I think the team they were supposed to uh, qualify with uh, dropped out. But anyway, they proved no match for USA and Costa Rica at the group stage there in 1985. And actually, it was the same, same two teams that they finished behind in the final round robin in 1989, uh, earning third place there and their second best result in the final edition of the tournament, but as mentioned, uh, still one point short of the World Cup there, or one place short. The following regional cup introduced the Gold Cup and qualification through a more local tournament, the Caribbean Cup. And they won eight of the first 11 editions of the Caribbean Cup, all the way to 2001, which earned them regular qualification for the Gold Cup. The only exception there was in 1993, uh, where a third place uh, finish in the Caribbean Cup left them out of the Gold Cup. But though they reached it regularly, they were knocked out at the group stage in the first few editions. Uh, they usually won one of their games, and in 2000, actually, that was enough to see them through uh, to the final stages. Uh, and there they actually beat Costa Rica in extra time in the quarterfinal, but fell to Canada uh, in the semifinal. Uh, okay, and uh, group stage exits followed from 2005, and uh, their fortunes in the Caribbean Cup waned uh, from having been the strongest team in the early years. They were now struggling to uh, uh, actually finish high enough to reach the, girl, uh, the, the Gold Cup, and uh, they failed to qualify for that Gold Cup in 2009 and 2011, but they returned in 2013 and came a tight second, or came second in a tight group uh, to reach the quarterfinal there in 2013 where they fell to Mexico. 2015 was an even stronger performance. After beating Guatemala and Cuba in the first two group stage games, they played a thrilling 4-4 draw with Mexico and finished first in the group ahead of them. However, the quarterfinals saw them go out uh, to Panama on penalties, and they actually lost that shootout when they missed the 18th penalty of the shootout. Uh, they failed to qualify in 2017 and finished last in the group stage behind Guyana uh, in 2019. And uh, as mentioned, qualification was now being done through the CONCACAF Nations League and, uh, if necessary, final playoffs. So uh, the strength there at often kind of either squeaks them into the cup or uh, 
puts them in the final playoffs as it did uh, in 2021. But we'll take a closer look at uh, um, their most recent tournament, the 2021 Gold Cup. And uh, that begins with qualifying in their CONCACAF Nations League A group. But that proved a bit too rich for them. Um, they did uh, begin by tying Martinique twice, but then they lost to Honduras twice to finish uh, third in the group. And <laughs> you two botchers, sorry if you're looking at the graphic, it looks like I cut off uh, uh, Trinidad and Tobago in that group. But they did finish third behind Honduras and Martinique. Uh, but that third place finish, because it was Group A, led them to the playoffs. And in uh, playoff round one of two, they thrashed Montserrat 6-1. And uh, a really tight playoff in the second uh, playoff round with uh, French Guiana. The game finished tied 1-1 and it went to penalties and was still tied after five penalties each. Eventually, Trinidad and Tobago won 8-7 on penalties and so made it to the, uh, to the Gold Cup. And there, uh, they seem to be troubling Mexico um, uh, in the Gold Cup group stage here because they began with a 0-0 tie uh, there. And then, bafflingly, I got to say, uh, they made seven changes to their lineup uh, to, uh, uh, for the second game against El Salvador, which is baffling because, you know, a 0-0 tie with Mexico uh, is pretty good. So you'd wonder why they why they wouldn't stick with that squad. And they lost that game to El Salvador. And then they tied the final game to Guatemala. So uh, ended up finishing third in the group uh, after a promising start. Okay, the uh, most recent tournament in the World Cup uh, is the World Cup 2022 qualifying, of course. And um, they went out in round one of three there. Uh, home wins over Guyana and St. Kitts and Nevis. But uh, disgraceful ties on the road with the very weak teams, Puerto Rico and, bah and Bahamas, allowed St. Kitts and Nevis to finish in first place ahead of them. So a real, uh, a really bad run there um, in World Cup 2022 out in round one of three. And finally, we uh, come to the 2022-23 uh, CONCACAF, should be CONCACAF Nations League, something... Uh, I'll have to speak to my graphics uh, creator, that's me, about because he put UEFA Nations League instead of CONCACAF Nations League. What a fool! Uh, okay, I'm over it now. I've, I've been disgraced by myself and, and now I'm, I'm better. Uh, okay, 2022-23 CONCACAF Nations League, that began, uh, that was also the qualification for this Gold Cup, at least the first round was, and um, they began poorly actually with a loss in Nicaragua, who eventually won the group, so they never really overcame that. Actually, they won all other games, so better consistency there than in the 2022 World Cup qualifying, winning uh, both, uh, both games over Bahamas and St. Vincent and Grenadines, and uh, but then tied Nicaragua. So ultimately were bested by Nicaragua, but won all other games, but finished second behind them. And uh, that second place finish in League B uh, qualified them for a Gold Cup playoff uh, game, which they were supposed to play uh, against Guadeloupe uh, in, the, in the first round of two there. But then because Nicaragua uh, were disqualified, 
um, and they were in the same group. They moved up to first place and took the automatic qualification spot. And I should say the uh, playoff spot that Trinidad and Tobago had earned was given to the best second place finisher rather than uh, rather than to the third place finisher Bahamas in this group. Okay, um, we'll finish by talking about uh, Trinidad and Tobago's players. So. Uh, 38-year-old uh, goalkeeper Marvin Phillip remains their number one. And that's actually a little bit worrying since uh, none of the other keepers has more than seven caps. So uh, if he's injured or, or retires, um, they really don't have much in the form of backup. Uh, other veterans are David Aubrey, and he's with uh, Orcas, a team in Ecuador. And uh, Jovin Jones, uh, he's currently unattached, but has played in USA for most of his career uh, with Inter Miami most recently in Seattle Sounders. And really, those are the only other um, veterans. Uh, Sheldon Bateau and Kevin Molino both have 50 or more caps, but they were not called up for those Nations League games in March. So about half of the players in Trinidad and Tobago are with local teams. Uh, and about a quarter of them play in the USA, uh, though generally for lesser clubs uh, in the USA. So uh, Jovin Jones with Inter Miami there was one of the uh, one of the um, top clubs in the USA or in the North American League. Uh, also, Kevin Molino with Com uh, Columbus Crew representing uh, the biggest um, North American names among there. Uh, among them. Uh, the other quarter are scattered among actually an interesting array of countries, which include India, Malta, and Estonia. But most of these clubs are pretty unrecognizable. However, there are two players with uh, AEK Athens in Greece. So these are 25-year-old Levi Garcia and 22-year-old Judah Garcia. They are actually brothers. And uh, most of the other players are in their mid-20s. So there is a good number of young players, uh, although those young players don't seem particularly promising. Uh, it's the older players with the uh, more promising or with the best club affiliations. All right, so we don't know who is going to be the uh, fourth team uh, in the group. So we're going to uh, take a look at the four candidates going through the playoffs. And uh, we begin with Kurachau, who are currently ranked... Uh, 119th. Yeah, in the EVO rankings. Uh, Kurachau are the clear favorites to emerge from the playoff. Uh, they are only they are the only team to come from League A, having finished third in their group behind Canada and Honduras. They did manage an away win in Honduras in that campaign, but they lost all their other games. Uh, whereas the other candidates uh, come from League Nations League B and C. Uh, Kurachau have a relatively strong history in the regional cup, uh, in its beginnings, they finished third in two of the first four cups under the name of Dutch Guiana. In recent times, they've reached a cup three times in a row and passed their group stage in 2019. They were forced to withdraw in 2021 due to COVID problems, uh, which interrupted a very promising period for them, uh, but they're back again, or could be back again here. All right, and we will talk about uh, our opinions on that when we get to the discussion section, but we're going to move on to uh, the second candidate, French Guiana. Yeah, so French Guiana is not a country unto itself, but rather an overseas department or region of France, really like a, a province of France. Uh, because they're not an independent country, they cannot be a member of FIFA, so they don't compete in World Cup competition. 
Uh, French Guiana finished second in their CONCACAF Nations League B group. They started well there with a win uh, over eventual group winners Guatemala, though they lapsed uh, in draws with Dominican Republic and Belize. Uh, they reached the Gold Cup only once in 2017, where they were knocked out at the group stage. Uh, they otherwise came close in 2015 and 2021. All right. Well, the third candidate uh, from League C is uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. Yeah, they're ranked 162 uh, overall in ELO. Um, St. Kitts and Nevis easily won their CONCACAF Nations League C group over Aruba and uh, St. Martin, not to be confused with St. Martin, uh, who's involved in this playoffs. Um, even their, uh, the only points loss they suffered, which was uh, a home draw to uh, St. Martin, uh, was a bit of a disgrace, um, as was their demotion to League C in the first place. But if, uh, if, League, if they are a League B team in general, they're not a strong one. Um, in the 1990s, they were stronger, coming close to reaching the Gold Cup in 1993 and 98, but they otherwise only reached, uh, only rarely reached the Caribbean Cup, which is an eight-team tournament from which the top three or four finishers uh, made it into the Gold Cup. Yeah, and I should say uh, that uh, they did in 2022 World Cup qualifying, they uh, won their round one of three group uh, over Trinidad and Tobago, knocking them out. So it would be a fun bit of history uh, if they were to make it uh, into this group that has Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty doubtful, but even more so. Uh, how Do you know how many teams there are in um, in kind of the world? Um, or I how don't many get... kind of recognized countries there are? And the ELO rankings would be a bit bigger because they include some non-FIFA members. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but um, I will say that uh, St. Uh, Martin at 207th have to be near the bottom because it's, it's not much more than that. Uh, I don't know either. I wasn't quizzing you there. Uh, in my mind, I always think around 200, although the, the FIFA rankings have been kind of uh, growing slightly. But I don't think there's uh, far down from here. Uh, 207, St. Martin. I've, I've just looked it up and there are 239. Wow, is that ELO? That's ELO, so there's oh, not okay. as many in FIFA. Yeah, not as many in FIFA. I'll maybe try to find that out while you're uh, describing uh, St. Martin there. Yeah, so um, they are one of the weakest teams in CONCACAF and in the world. Uh, their biggest achievement was reaching one Caribbean Cup in 1993. They withdrew or did not enter tournaments from 1998 to 2015. By that standard, winning their CONCACAF Nations League C group was a surprise and an achievement, even if it was over the very weak Bonaire, Turks and Caicos Island, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, they will struggle in League B next season and are really well out of their league in this playoff. All right. And, uh, wow, I have looked at the FIFA rankings and 211. Wow. But these are the uh, ELO rankings that we're giving you, so um, 239 is a fair assessment. Uh, well, not to make fun of them. I mean, uh, they, they really did well to win uh, League C. Uh, um, yeah, they didn't really participate much uh, uh, in this century, so uh, good for them yeah. uh, getting to where they're at. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, go was... ahead. I was just going to say this playoff does show kind of the gap in in the rankings of the team. There's almost a hundred places between Curacao and Saint Martin, 
from 119 to 207, and then French Guiana and St. Kitts kind of almost evenly distributed between that. So yeah, quite a bit yeah. of disparity among the four teams, it, it should be noted. Uh, yeah, and, and ranging from League A to uh, League C here. Uh, and we're going to see the same thing when we get to Group D with Canada. Uh, but in Group uh, C, it's much more interesting. The uh, teams all come from League B, so they're going to be a lot closer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, a way more exciting playoff uh, in, in Group B. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, but let us uh, get back on track here and we move on to um, uh, part three uh, of the podcast where we uh, look at the, we're supposed to start with the pot. So I'm uh, just going to add that into the into the graphic here. And uh, where are these teams coming from, Connor? Um, yeah, so the seeded team, United States, they're, of course, a pot one team, ranked second overall in CONCACAF. Um, I'll just get you to scroll down a little bit on the graphic. Thank you. Um, Jamaica are, um, were third out of four teams in pot two. Um, and then Trinidad and Tobago took the place of Nicaragua. So really, they, the teams, the groups had already been drawn by that point. So I guess we can say Nicaragua was a pot three team. Yeah, and I think uh, Trinidad and Tobago are fairly close to Nicaragua in terms of strength. I don't think it would be... Uh, they might be the pot four team here too. Or yeah, I, the, the fourth in pot three. I agree. It, it, they're definitely a pot three team um, for sure out of those teams. So yeah, not a huge change. And then the pot four team is, is yet to be decided. Yeah, and unlike Qatar, it really will be uh, a pot four team. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, well, I guess we'll get a little closer to that uh, when we look at the rankings here. So, um, go ahead. How are the teams looking? Yeah, U.S., of course, perennially one of the strongest teams in, in CONCACAF um, since at least the Gold Cup era. They're 13th in FIFA and 23rd in ELO. Um, it's actually a bit of a rise for them. They were kind of in the 20s in FIFA for, um, for quite a few years before kind of jumping up to 13th. Um, same with ELO, they were kind of in the 20s and 30s, now into 23rd, but that's probably at least partially based um, on their World Cup performance, which saw them get out of the group stage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, how about Jamaica? Jamaica are 63rd in FIFA and 69th in ELO. Um, they've kind of been up and down over the years. Um, this actually represents a little bit of a fall from where they were a couple of years ago when they were 48th in FIFA. Um, and 60th in ELO, but, you know, pretty consistent, I, I would say, where they've been over the last 10 years. Yeah, I guess in the longer view, uh, pretty consistent. I do feel a bit of a, uh, a bit of a weakening in recent times. Uh, how about Trinidad and Tobago? Uh, Trinidad are 104th in FIFA and 115th in ELO. Uh, they have been going down, actually. Um, they're below 100 in both systems. Um, well, when they went there, um, a couple of years ago. That was the first time they'd been below 100 in some time. Um, they were 49th and 55th uh, in December 2015. So they've basically fallen by kind of double that um, yeah, in, in their fall, going from the 50s to 100. So, um, yeah, kind of a slow fall for Trinidad. Yeah, that's a bit of a heavy fall. And actually, we do have a, a, a maybe an answer to the pot thing here. I'm actually surprised to see that they... Uh, we're so far ahead of Nicaragua, uh, much more than I thought. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, pot pot three is kind of where they belong, but um, Curacao, we we talked about them being um, you know 119th in Elo, um, Trinidad's 115th, so it's actually not even a huge gap with. I mean, albeit probably the best playoff team there is, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, it kind of uh, it kind of makes the group a little bit tighter uh, with Trinidad and Tobago replacing uh, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if uh, Curacao, we'll talk more about that later. But I think if Curacao get get in, it could be a um, a bit of a, a an interesting group. Yeah. But getting ahead of ourselves a bit there, let's move to the head to head records. Yeah, USA has a, a a superior record over Jamaica: eleven wins, seven draws, and two losses. Yeah, and of course a long history there. Uh, and they have met quite a bit recently, uh, most significantly in the 2017 Gold Cup final, uh, which the USA won. But they've met four times since then, uh, most recently in 2022 World Cup qualifying, of course, where USA won the home leg. And no surprise, they tied the away leg USA a little week on the road. Yeah, uh, USA versus Trinidad, it's a superior record, even more superior than it is against um Jamaica, 17 wins, three draws, and just two losses. Holy cow. Well, uh, yes, but one of those losses uh, was pretty significant. Do you remember? I do. That was, uh, I think, their final game in 2018 World Cup qualifying. Yeah, it was. And uh, uh, Trinidad and Tobago actually sent a, a B team to the Cup because they, or to the game, because they really had no chance of. Uh, improving their position in the group and that B team ended up uh, beating the USA and because of events in other games it ended up that the USA was out of the World Cup. Yeah, an infamous result, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think in the 2019 Copa America, uh, Copa America, no, that's got to be the Gold Cup. Uh, in the, yeah, uh, uh, the um, USA got a bit of uh, a payback there, winning six nothing, uh, yeah. crashing them there. Okay, and uh, finally Jamaica. Uh, oh, go ahead, you. Uh... Yeah, Jamaica versus Trinidad. Jamaica has a winning record: nine wins, three losses, or three draws, six losses. So relatively even, but still Jamaica with the better record. Yeah, this is a, a bit of a Caribbean derby. And uh, as we saw in the histories, actually, Trinidad and Tobago uh, really had the better of them in the in the 90s and the early 2000s. But uh, Jamaica is a bigger country and uh, eventually has kind of taken over the record. Uh, interestingly, um, their last meeting, after meeting in almost every Caribbean Cup, uh, their last meeting was in the 2014 Caribbean Cup final. Jamaica won that uh, on penalties, uh, but they haven't met since. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, of course, we don't have the fourth team to compare head-to-head records with, so we move on to these uh, odds that we have. And, Connor, I did try to find uh, odds uh, for winning the group, but uh, I wasn't able to find any Uh, on the internet so all we have is these uh, overall odds to win the tournament yeah usa is given a 37 percent chance so up there with mexico um as the best no surprise they're kind of the two teams that always win it uh jamaica 3.9 percent chance and and nicaragua now trinidad both with about a one percent chance 
that's right. Yeah, maybe Trinidad uh, and Tobago slightly higher because of their uh, because of their record. I actually don't know why I have that graphic there because I I do have the uh, graphics here, but it actually is still uh, Trinidad and Tobago at one percent. All right. Well, I don't think that's a great place to uh, begin our discussion. So maybe we should um, we should begin it just uh, uh, going through the teams. And the big question for me, Connor, is: Do you think uh, USA is going to bring a B team to this cup? They did play the uh, A team uh, in in the World Cup. I'm thinking they may need some rest, and USA often brings a B team anyway. Yeah, yeah, they might. It's been a busy schedule for them. Obviously, a pretty grueling qualifying for the World Cup as well. Um, I think it's possible, um, you know, which might affect their their odds later on in the tournament, but probably not going to affect their odds greatly here. Okay, well put. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, they do come in with the confidence of having the uh, having the won the twenty twenty one Gold Cup with their B team, so. Uh, and they certainly have the depth of players uh, to be able to do that. But um, I didn't feel that was a really convincing performance, even though they won the title. Yeah, they, they kind of got through some of their games, um, you know, kind of won nothings, couple late goals. Um, I believe it started in, in the group stage even. Um, yeah, I think there was only one game that wasn't won nothing. Yeah, I mean, they hammered Martinique, but um, other than that, it was kind of one nothing all the way to the final. So, you know, not not super convincing. They did play Jamaica in the quarterfinals, won that game one nothing on an 83rd-minute goal. And then their other goals were scored in the 86th minute and the 117th minute, kind of en route to winning it. So not 100% convincing, um, but still have to say the strongest team in this group probably by by some measure. Yeah, I totally agree with you that it's it's a matter for uh, uh, the the latter stages of the cup. I mean, even if they, uh, I, yeah, I just don't see them finishing second in any way, shape, or form here. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Well, uh, Jamaica is the pot two team, uh, but are they the uh, are they the team that is going to make it uh, to the to the quarterfinals? I think so. I'm, I am excited by this kind of renewed Caribbean rivalry um, between Jamaica and Trinidad, kind of the two strongest Caribbean teams historically. Um, so I, I do think Jamaica are in a certainly a better period than Trinidad, who we, we kind of talked a little bit about their decline. Um, so I would see Jamaica as, as favorites to go through in second. Um, but looking at the playoffs, I think it's a good chance we're going to see uh, Curacao make it. Um, they are the strongest team in that group and have a good history in this tournament. It would, you know, this uh, would have been four in a row last time if not COVID interrupted their plans. And I think Curacao are, are good enough to have a say in this group. Uh, I agree with you completely. First, I'll address Jamaica. Now, you raise a, an interesting point. We saw that uh, Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago met often in the past and then haven't met since 2014. I think that'll be a really thrilling game for the for the, uh, the the fans of both countries. And um, yeah, I got to say, um, Jamaica is a bit weaker, uh, I think, over the uh, last couple of years, but uh, Trinidad Tobago is even more so. Uh, I really see the challenge coming from uh, Curacao rather than uh, um, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, despite Curacao still having a lower ELO ranking, I kind of agree. I think Curacao are... Uh 
a really tough team. Um, neither Curacao or Trinidad uh, made it into the octagon, the final round of World Cup qualifying, which Jamaica did. Um, but um, yeah, Curacao have a have a good history in this tournament, and they've they've got they've been competitive against some really good teams. And I don't think Jamaica and Trinidad are are too far uh, too far out of that. I think Curacao are kind of a League A or top of League B team, which kind of uh, Trinidad are at least that, and um, you know not far off Jamaica. I think it'll be close. Uh, do you mean Trinidad is a, 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 a? I think of them as a clear League B team. Um, myself, yeah. is that what you meant? I think they're probably, yeah, League B or bottom of League A. Like, I see them getting promoted out of League B, perhaps not as much recently, but taking a bit of a longer view, I think that's probably where Trinidad fit. And I see Curacao, you know, probably pretty similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, I agree with you because I think uh, Curacao were really looking good before the 2021 Gold Cup, Uh, getting stronger and stronger. I'm very happy to be there. I think they've regressed a little bit uh, since then, but but I think they'll be anxious to to get back on track and and try to do in this cup what they were hoping to do in the in the previous cup. I think they're a real danger, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I wouldn't rule them out. I think um, yeah, the strongest of all the the twelve teams competing in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and now we have been kind of assuming that uh, Curacao is the is the team going to make it. Uh, so that's going to emerge from the playoffs. But maybe we should uh, have a little bit of talk about the other playoff teams and see if there is any threat uh, to Curacao. Yeah, um, I think Curacao are playing Antigua, which you'd expect them to win. Sid Mar- Martin are playing French Guiana. You'd expect French Guiana to win that. So, oh, do you mean uh, uh, Curacao is playing Saint Kitts and Nevis, right? Correct. Yes, right. Yeah. Said, said Antigua. That's right. So, I, I expect certainly a, a, a Curacao versus a French Guiana final. I don't Me think too. there's a lot of debate about that. Yeah, I um, think the laws of the universe would have to change for Saint Martin to uh, to uh, <laughs> get past that yeah. uh, that playoff. Yeah, it's not a guarantee. French Guiana are good, and they have they do have a tournament, uh, an appearance in the Gold Cup in in recent years. Um, but I think, yeah, Curacao I think can compete with League A teams. Um, I don't quite see that for French Guiana. Um, so I would expect Curacao. But what do you think? What what odds would you give? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, seventeen. Uh, uh, uh... Curacao are only 17 points ahead uh, in the rankings there, so uh, that would suggest that it's pretty close. But honestly, I think Curacao really have something to prove here, and uh, I think they'll really steamroll their way through that qualification uh, and perhaps, uh, you know, uh, bring bring a very strong attitude to the cup uh, here. I, I will say if it's a team other than Curacao, I wouldn't give them much of a chance at competing with Trinidad. Well said. I, I totally agree. Uh, if 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 it's French Guiana, which it probably will be, if it's not Curacao, uh, I think this this group will firmly end up in pot order. Yeah. Yeah. So Curacao uh, throwing a bit of a spanner in the works there for me. But uh, before I announce, uh, do you have anything else to say, or should we move on to predictions? I'm going to pin you down. I'll, I'll just say with Jamaica. They have a lot of really good players at their disposal, um, Premier League players. 
like Leon Bailey and Mikel Antonio, um, Bobby Decordova Reed, um, Ethan Pinnock with Brentford. The problem is they don't always bring their best. So I think Jamaica kind of depends a little bit on the team that they bring. If I, I love to see, honestly, a Jamaica team bring their best players and really have a go, but it always seems that a couple are not are not drafted into the squad or missing for various reasons. So you're um, right, and and even if they don't bring their best, I feel they're a bit like the USA in that you know they have uh, they have ample talent, but. Uh, that doesn't always gel together as a team. I mean, I was so excited when Mikel Antonio signed for Jamaica, but he almost seems uh, he almost seems out of source there, like uh, um, like he doesn't fit in that well. Yeah, it, it was a bit of an odd thing. He kind of joined the team, but then hasn't been there um, consistently. And he, he, of course, his domestic season went late with West Ham, so I think a bit of a question mark. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I totally agree with you. I'd love uh, them to bring their best. And um, honestly, I mean, if, if things go well for them, that they could actually challenge the USA's B team. Uh, that's a bit speculative. But um, but now it is time for me to uh, to pin you down. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear how this group is going to turn out. All right, I'm going to say USA first, uh, Jamaica second, and I'm pretty confident on that. And then I'm going to assume Curacao win, and if they do, I'll give them third, and Trinidad and Tobago fourth. Wow, you have uh, you have uh, really stolen my thunder. I'm speechless because that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so I'll throw this question back to you. Uh, given what you've said, what would you say is the most tentative part of that prediction? Probably Trinidad versus Curacao for for third and fourth. Um, I, I do see Jamaica as a step ahead of both of those teams, um, but not at the ability of being able to challenge the USA. Yeah, well, I'd like to disagree with you to add a little controversy to the media, cows, but I, I completely agree. I don't think uh, USA will be challenged for first or Jamaica will be challenged for second. So uh, the only contentious... Thing would be Curacao uh, and Trinidad and Tobago. I think Curacao will be third as well. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, an outside possibility may be Curacao challenging Jamaica, but that would require kind of a lapse from Jamaica and uh, great determination from Curacao, which I think I think they will come in with good determination, but just not enough to uh, upset the top two. Yeah, I, I also would give Curacao an outside chance of making it uh, if they perform well, but it would require Jamaica being a bit below par. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, great talking to you about this, and uh, that's Group A, so I will see you next time for Group B. Sounds good. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. All right, please check the show notes for a link to a short video about our past, present, and future media casts, and uh, all other links to navigate you through our system, including a link to our YouTube channel where each series is separated into its own playlist.